1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. I'm a Georgia Tech grad and a Louisville fan. He is Mike McDaniel. He's a Virginia Tech grad and a Notre Dame fan. Mike, first question Clemson Bama three cost Clemson a shot at a third straight national title game. Is that a disappointment at this point, or is this still just, I mean, a hell of a ride for Clemson?
0: A hell of a ride. Uh, You know, it was, uh, you know, that loss to Alabama was a consequence of Kelly Bryant's inability to really stretch the field vertically, uh, throwing the football. It seems to be a theme in the ACC this year. Uh, We talked about that with Miami as well. Uh, 13 touchdowns, eight interceptions on the season, uh, for Kelly Bryant, he had 2,800 yards passing. He was an elite runner. We knew he would be, uh, ran the ball extremely well all year long. That was the catalyst for the Clemson offense. They're going to have to, they're going to have to be better if they want to win another national championship, uh, throwing the football and they have a team that's talented enough on both sides to get them right back in the mix. Uh, In 2018, and as long as Dabo's there, they're going to be relevant. They're going to be a top five team and they're going to be very good year in and year out. It's just a matter of refining the team enough that, you know, you have another opportunity to face a team like in Alabama and maybe the results a little bit different than it was in the Sugar Bowl.
1: This is what I'm trying to figure out right now is like. At this point, are we just totally rewiring our expectations for Clemson on an annual basis? I mean, they are. I've started referring to Clemson as fun Alabama. Yeah. Like they're pretty much, they recruit on the same level as Alabama. They've played Alabama in the playoff three straight years. And, you know, they're coached by a guy from Alabama, but they just run a spread offense and their coach is a lot more personality, a lot goofier. Like other than that, they're pretty much Alabama.
0: Yeah, uh, and they're going to be good every year, and they're not going away. And, I mean, this is something you're going to have to get used to. I mean, Clemson was a team that, you know, for a while was just another team in the ACC. And then Dabo got there and completely changed the culture. And then they started competing for ACC championships. Then they started winning ACC championships. Then they were competing for a national championship. And then they were competing, um, uh, you know, before that it was, um, you know, just for a New Year's Six Bowl. And then, you know, they went on and moved on and they were able to get back to the playoff year in and year out. They, win the, they finally break through two years ago with the national championship. Of course, they didn't win it this year. I mean, Clemson is just going to be one of those teams that never goes away as long as Dabo's there. And I think that's what we have to get used to at this point.
1: Now, I, I will point out. You said that Davo got there and immediately changed the culture. It was not not quite that simple. Um, his first three seasons as coach interim, and then two seasons as head coach. Four and three, nine and five, six and seven, and then he in 2011, 10 and four. Um, I mean, that was that was pretty good, but it was in twenty twelve where this most recent run really started. Eleven and two, eleven and two, ten and three, fourteen and one, fourteen and one, twelve and two. Um, I think that he's gotten some more buy-in from his administration since he's gotten there. Uh, And that's, what's really helped take the thing to the next level. Uh, And and I think that's the reason too, that you expect this to continue, you know, when one day Davos, when he moves on to some other job or retires or, you know, goes to seminary or whatever he's going to do. So, you know, you never know with him. I, Hey, but the the point is that I I think we should be changing our our expectations of what Clemson is as a program at this point you know five six seasons in a row of, of ten wins I don't know that it's necessarily that Dabo Swinney himself is some mastermind you know mad genius type I I think that they've got the resources there that they can compete with the Florida States and the Alabamas and the Georgias and the Floridas and you know you name it right so. Uh, and, and they're investing in their program that way. And I think that's why you continue to see this type of success even after Adebos when he leaves. Um, Mike, we had Clemson. I had not, I had Clemson at 9-3 and three thinking this is going to be a little bit of a rebuilding year. You had him at 10-2. and two. They finished the regular season 11-1, overall 12-2. and two. Our boy Josh Parcell came on here before the season saying that Clemson was going back to the playoff. And we weren't totally sure about that. We were real sure about Florida State uh he was right we were wrong
0: yeah he had kind of a roundabout way to get there he said that Clemson was going to get upset by Virginia Tech and Blacksburg and then get things together and then end up winning the ACC it kind of happened that way except for the upset in Blacksburg instead they lost two weeks later on the road at Syracuse on a Friday night
1: Friday night and, the carrier down strikes again
0: yes exactly um And they got it back together. They won, what was it, six straight to close out the year after that loss and got themselves not only another ACC championship, but they got themselves a trip to the Sugar Bowl where they got exposed in the passing game. That's pretty much how that went. Um, Yeah, you know, Clemson, first of all, shame on me for doubting them. I won't do it again. Uh, Second of all, we should have known, right? Like, we really should have known. This has been an absolute machine for the last five years. You mentioned 2011; it was the first year they really took off, which you know I I definitely agree. The three years prior, so the two years, and then when Dabo was the interim coach, you saw the recruiting classes start to be churned out a bit, and you were thinking, "Oh man, you know maybe Clemson's finally ready for that leap, finally ready for that leap." And it's kind of what we've been saying on a smaller scale with NC State, um, and we finally saw it this past season, and. For Clemson, we should have known that this is a perennial 10-2, and 11-1, 12-0 type program. That's what they are at this point. That's what they're going to continue to be.
1: I think that's fair. I, I would say that I don't know if I'd buy into the shame on us thing. Um, I mean, I think that if, if Florida State was really what we expected of them, Clemson could realistically be 9-3, and 10-2 and, and not win the division and not go to the playoff, right? Um, that all went spiraling out of control when Florida state lost DeAndre Francois right out the gate. Uh, I'll say too, that that Florida state game was just a week after Clemson tried to lose to NC state. NC state had Clemson on the ropes, you know, deep into that game. Um, and, and so some of these things, you know, this, this is the way the ball bounces and you get a couple bounces here and there. And it's, it helps, you know, to, to get those bounces by having really good talent. You know, you got guys that are in the right place at the right times, and so you keep coming away with wins. But um, I, I don't think my, I think what I'm trying to say is that this is not really your daddy's uh, Clemson team. You know, with, or more importantly, Deshaun Watson's uh, Clemson <laughs> team. You know, where they Deshaun were. Watson's they, your daddy. You're damn right he is. Go Texans, um, but. <laughs> He, uh, I mean, I mean, Clemson was able to voluntarily roll a lot of really good teams with him. Uh, he was the reason that they were able to hang with and beat Alabama and teams like that. But like you said, you know, they got a little bit exposed in, in that their offense was very limited in the passing game when they didn't have a run game to kind of set that up. Um, and so I think that's my concern moving forward is, do they have the quarterback play or, uh, you know, the the coaching or whatever it's got to be on offense to really complete that side of the ball again?
0: They're going to have it.
1: Yeah. I I mean, sure. But what I'm saying is if they don't like this, this this program and, and this team will have a ceiling and it will probably be below a national title.
0: I agree. Yep. Which I agree
1: feel bad for them, sure that their ceiling is below a national title how you know how most awful programs. that must be
0: <laughs> yeah but most programs are um but i i agree and they have reinforcements at quarterback um hunter johnson's a kid that got some playing time last year um you know ultimately didn't play enough to really warrant him ultimately winning the starting job he was fine when he was in there though in relief of kelly bryan mostly in blowouts uh also in the syracuse game when he was hurt but even in the syracuse game they didn't really go with hunter johnson they went more with zarek cooper which was kind of a strange decision they just signed the number one quarterback in the 2018 recruiting class in trevor lawrence i'm not sure trevor lawrence plays this this coming season but i think he's absolutely the quarterback of the future for clemson It's only a matter of time before he gets on the field. But with that being said, I'm not sure that's this year. I think if Clemson goes to somebody other than Kelly Bryant, I think it's probably going to be Hunter Johnson. And they'll probably wait on Trevor Lawrence. I'd be very, very surprised if Dabo threw a true freshman out there. But hey, he's thrown a true freshman out there before uh, in Deshaun Watson. We saw how that ended up. So who knows? Who knows what happens to quarterback for Clemson? But as long as they are limited in the downfield passing game. There's absolutely a ceiling just as there is with Miami. And the ceiling is definitely short of a national championship caliber team. I do think Clemson is the class of the ACC, whether or not uh, Kelly Bryant's playing quarterback because they're so good on defense and because they're returning so much talent, they just have more athletes than most of the teams in the ACC, but they have to be careful because once they get to the college football playoff and you face off against a defense like Alabama's, that can expose your weaknesses. And that's really what happened in the ACC championship. It was the first game all year where Clemson faced a defense that could actually expose them. It's tough sledding. So that's what we need to watch moving forward. I absolutely agree. I think it's definitely a ceiling at the quarterback position as long as they have issues throwing the football down the field.
1: Yeah. My best win of 2017 uh, at this point, the NC state win looks pretty good um the virginia tech win looks pretty good the miami beatdown in the acc championship looks pretty good i I don't know if i i don't know which one i would pick as the best i I would actually i'd probably say the miami win just in the fashion that they won that game uh toughest loss there's only two of them and frankly i would i don't know if i would say syracuse because in retrospect the stakes there were not really anything i mean they lost and they still finished with one loss and number one seed in the playoff like Clearly, they didn't lose anything in that loss. Um, So probably the 24-6 playoff loss to Alabama. I mean, that game was ugly. It was hard to watch, and and it was definitely Clemson, certain aspects getting exposed, and, and that obviously creating that limiting scenario. So those last two games to me, best win, worst loss, Miami and Alabama.
0: I think Alabama's the worst loss because of how badly they got exposed, much similar to how I thought the Miami loss to Clemson was their worst loss, even though they had a loss that was more, uh, not more disappointing, but more surprising when they lost to Pittsburgh the week before the ACC championship. So much like that scenario that we laid out in the Miami season recap, I think the worst loss for Clemson was in the sugar bowl against Alabama because of how they got exposed. The Syracuse game. You'll remember, Joey, they had a lot of injuries, um, and then Kelly Bryant was not 100% going into that game. He injured his ankle against Virginia Tech. He struggled to stay on the field against Wake Forest, so it was clearly bothering him. And I think it did contribute to him getting a concussion in that Syracuse game because he wasn't the same runner as he had been in the early part of the season. So there were some contributing factors. Also, they were breaking in a new place kicker. Um, That can't be overlooked as well. Um, Greg Hoyle, their senior kicker, blew out his knee that's problematic going into a short week you're trying to figure out who's going to be kicking Um, so they had mistakes in the kicking game and in that loss to Syracuse as well short week going to the carrier dome confluence of factors best win to me is the Auburn game on September 9th that one's overlooked because they had so many big wins later in the season but Auburn was a really good team in 2017 and Clemson They really just shut down a very good Auburn offense led by Jared Stidham in that second game of the year that I thought was really impressive at home. Uh, The defensive performance was just so impressive, and they just completely shut down all facets of that Auburn offense. It's really difficult to stop, so I think that is the best win.
1: Mike, I've got a a very important question for you. Yes. Is Dabo's 20 on the hot seat going into
0: 2018? Hot seat, yeah, hot seat um hot seat cool actually
1: because they got the the heater installed in the seat in his office it's like a nice feature like in your car
0: right yeah yeah Yeah, he's he's got peak comfortability in his office you know got the hot seat going and that's the extent of it
1: yeah that's fair more importantly mike how long is davo here before he cuts and leaves to alabama
0: Uh, our buddy, Josh Parcell wrote an article during the season. I kind of agreed with him. Um, why would he leave for Alabama when he's building the next Alabama at Clemson, which is a fair point. Now he's got so many ties to Alabama that I think he eventually leaves, but Hey, we're on Nick Saban time now. That's when the shoe drops. So we'll just have to see if he ultimately stays at Clemson or if he moves on.
1: By the way, I completely agree with Josh Parcell on that. Um, I mean, you're, you're about one national title away from having a statue built of you, having a stadium renamed after you. And, you know, you could live in Clemson the rest of your life, never buy another drink. I mean, you'll, you'll be a legend there. Um, so I
0: he's already there with them now, I think.
1: Yeah. And I, and I don't get the impression that he's so attached to Alabama that the call to home would be just, you know, unbearable for him to pass up. Right. Like, I think that he's making a home for himself and is just exceptionally happy up at Clemson. Um, but what do I know? It's been a while since i played golf with Davos. So, you know, how do I know? Um, right. Mike, one of the things in college football that it kind of makes it a unique thing, or I guess college sports in general, relative to pro sports, is um, the fact that you get limited uh, limited eligibility. And a lot of times players, you know, have to graduate and leave. And even in college football, they they leave early, go to the NFL draft. Um, what that creates a lot of turnover. It kind of helps to support some parity within the sport. And naturally, what you expect when when a team has a really good year is that they're going to lose a lot of seniors. You know, it's it's hard to be really good with a lot of underclassmen. So when you have you know some of your best teams are going to be largely driven by seniors, some upper guys that are going to go to the draft, and you got to replace a lot of guys next year.
0: Except if you're Clemson.
1: Yeah, yeah, Clemson ain't got to do that. Nope. Uh, <laughs> At Clemson, you can go to the draft and be a first-round pick, or you can come back and stay at Clemson because college is way more fun than being out of college. So, uh, yeah, Clemson, Clemson loaded with dudes who are, like, top-two-round talent, especially on defense. Basically, all of them are coming back, Mike. But this, is that not suspicious to you? Like, are they getting paid more at Clemson than they would get paid in the NFL? Or, like, what's the story here?
0: Unfinished business is the story here. Unfinished business, Joey. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can go get another ring. That's for sure. So better or worse next year? Because
1: <laughs> probably better. I'm I going it go I with mean, better. Hell, I mean, maybe try turning the keys over to Hunter Johnson. You know, for a little bit. Um, it, the thing was that Kelly Bryant threw 400 passes. He almost had 200 rushing attempts too. I mean, he took a he took a bit of a beating in this offense. If you balance it out a little bit. You might get better results, especially with a guy that has a little more arm talent like Hunter Johnson does. But either way, Clemson's number 28 in the country in returning production, coming off of a college football playoff run, number two in the conference. I don't know how you beat them. I mean, this is wildly talented and just continuing to be wildly experienced, you know, that type of team. This is setting up to be another magical run for Clemson in 2018, Mike. And I think we might be on a... a, you know, head-to-head collision course uh, with a rematch in Charlotte for the ACC championship game. I think that's very much in the cards.
0: I think that's definitely in play. More more likely than not. But what do we know? We thought Florida State was going to win the conference last year, so you know. But that was with a Florida State team that we knew some things about, and then assumed a lot of other things about. Uh, not trying to defend our stance. Everybody was picking Florida State, but we've seen it with Clemson, and we know the talent is there from last year's team that got to the playoff, and we know they're going to be hungry after that loss to Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. This is a team that's going to be outstanding next season. Outstanding.
1: Clemson-Bama 4 on
0: deck? It's Hey, got to see how the college football playoff shakes out. There's no reason to think that Clemson won't be back there, and I know Alabama will be back there too.
1: We had Clemson Bama two Electric Boogaloo. We had Clemson Bama three Tokyo Drift. I don't know what the fourth one is called, but we'll maybe th- maybe we can explore that in the offseason and figure out what what that version is uh, referred to. For sure. All right, that's all I got on Clemson, Mike. That's all I got on the ACC. I think we're done.
0: We are done. We we Man. did it.
1: We did do it. We got through all these recaps, all fourteen teams. We got recaps. They're posted. Uh, Y'all can find us at iTunes, Google play SoundCloud or the overcast app. Uh, You can go search us on YouTube. We've got all of our recaps posted up. Um, So please go find those. Um, Mike, we should come back sometime soon and maybe do like a little bit of a news update. I've heard there's like high schoolers that are going to be agreeing to go to some of these schools. Maybe like like soon.
0: Yep. Something like that.
1: So we should maybe talk about them. Um, and we got more newsy things, and it's also the off seasons. So we can just explore whatever the hell we want. So um, we will definitely be back. We're going to stay with you guys through the off season. In the meantime, you guys can find us on Twitter. I am at FJRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel CFB. Uh, again, not Mike McDaniel ACC anymore, but Mike McDaniel CFB. Uh, I'm proud of myself that I've gotten that right four times okay. in a row. It's going all right. Uh, like I said, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, the Overcast app, wherever fine podcasts are sold for free. Uh, you can send us an email to the longest email address, known to man: basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Yelled it. Yes, sir. Uh, and, Mike, tell them where else they can find us on the social medias.
0: Facebook.com slash basketballconference rate review. Find all of our podcasts there, Joey.
1: Please do. Please do. And like I said, again, search ba- Basketball Conference on YouTube. We've got some videos up of us if you want to watch. Uh, you can hit the subscribe button. And once we get to 100, we get a f- cool URL. But until then, just go search. Uh, Mike, anything else before we get out of here and come back sometime soon? I think we're good, Bye. I think so. We'll talk again soon. But until next time, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk again soon. And until then, go ACC.